This is SportsFest, and yes, like a large tanker ship, we are stuck in the sports canal, bringing you only the best of the sporty world. He is Andrew Hurricane Keller, and I'm Larry Zazarak Olson. Andrew, the Suez Canal, your thoughts? Uh, well, I think it's the the opportunity to be able to put in the the gates the, to rise the tide it was an opportunity that was missed. And I feel like I, I lament the fact that we don't use the Suez Canal more than we should. Andrew, um, you have been, might I say, more than a little bit busy. You've been planning a wedding over the last year. You have been putting a house that you've bought through the paces. So you might not know, but we are a week away from the start of the baseball season. Woo! Opening day, baby. Yeah. MLB hopes to have all 30 teams take the field April 1st, which will be the first time in 30 squads have started on the same day since 1968. It's the fourth consecutive year that baseball has scheduled all 30 teams to play, but there have been rainouts, so they haven't had it happen. All the 30 teams playing at once since 1968 on opening day. The first game of the season will be Aaron Judge's Yankees versus the Blue Jays and George Springer. I was looking at the lineup and I was trying to figure out who I was excited about. And what I gleaned, what I gleaned from this lineup is that the West Coast knows how to stagger their games and the rest of the country doesn't. Like there are five games starting at 4 10 p.m. They're all, I mean, they're all at the same time, but in the West Coast, you have a 10 05 p.m., 10 07 p.m., 10 10 p.m. So they get well, staggered a little bit. Is that because of like weather? Because it's maybe like colder on the East Coast? I don't think no, I don't think so. I think it's trying to get viewership, but oh, I don't yes, know. I think yes. it's just a lot of baseball all at once. Opening day is fun. Opening day is something that I I've, I've been to once. It's normally such a hard ticket to get, um, but I've been once and it was a good time. As we know, the Texas Rangers are going to go full stadium when they open for their home opener. Yep. The San Francisco Giants are saying probably we might have a couple of people in there. They have not committed yet. Yeah, there's a, a wide range of, of those different things. Did you look at the lineup and see any game that you were particularly excited about? The Dodgers and the um, the Rockies, maybe? Well, as you know, the Dodgers are the defending World Series champions, so it's always fun to watch the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, also, you're the team of your youth. And the Angels, or do you, too. Or do you, not claim, do you not claim them as the team of your, of your I, youth? They are the team of my youth. This is the one thing. I know we're sports best, but I do need to bring this up. This is the last year of the players' CBA agreement with the owners. So they're th saying this would might be the last year of baseball because they might skip next year. I hate to be Debbie Downer, but there's lots of differences between the owners and players, as we've seen over the last pandemic season. So enjoy this baseball season. There might not be one next year. And if there's not one next year, I might cry, but then you realize... Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Oh, my goodness. Baseball is a wild place with uh, different crazy traditions, and we won't first ballot Hall of Fame anyone, but we might talk about shortening our games to to cater to the younger audience, and they do whatever is um, convenient for them. But and then with this recent spike of pitchers having a dominance, the MLB has announced that they are going to start randomly testing baseballs for substance, which I don't know. It's probably not exactly because of Trevor Bauer, but Trevor Bauer, who, you know, as you know, won the 2020 NL yes. Cy Young yes. said he estimated at least 70% of pitchers use foreign substances. So I, 
I don't know why it matters that he's the narc on everybody, but I mean, to me, I think baseball is about getting in the gray area and the difference between the starting pitcher and a pitcher on the bench is, is so minuscule that it, you have to find your edge wherever you can. And if they make these changes, it'll just be a race to adapt again. Do you like these changes? Do you think baseball would be less pure? Well, I think the interesting thing about this is, yes, they're going to test baseballs for foreign substances, but they're also going to use computers for spin rate. They're going to study the spin rate of the ball, and that's how they're also going to try to catch the pitchers. Well, also, so I think probably the spin rate is the the more effective thing to do. I'm trying to look it up right now, but I think the average – here we go. An average lifespan of a major league baseball is seven pitches. I mean, if it touches the dirt, (laughs) they throw it away. Foul ball is like – were they going to start snagging baseballs from your from your eight year old after he catches a ball? And it's like, hey, here's a souvenir, and some guy in a suit's like, we need to test this for foreign substances. I don't really like this rule, but ba- baseball's traditions is something that I'm not necessarily uh, a fan of with their old school mentality. But hey, we're your millennials. Uh, we, we we appeal to millennials as well. I don't know if that's what they're doing here. There has to be something behind this, right? It's not that they just want pitchers to do worse. They want, obviously, more hitting, right? But all we hear about is home runs, home runs, home runs. We're hitting so many home runs. The problem with baseball, though, is there's just not a lot of action. What they want is hits. They don't want home runs. They want to see the ball not necessarily going over the over the over out of the park, but in action, in play. So that's what they're trying to balance out here with the pitchers and the hitters. What I'm hearing you say is that Major League Baseball is trying to be like the National Basketball Association. More action. More action. Who did listen? Who couldn't use more action? I mean, I could definitely use more action, but it's <laughs> speaking of action, we got the Sweet 16 action March Madness NCAA tournament coming up this week weekend. Eight games on Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday, Tuesday, four games ish or something like that. Quickly. There are four teams seated 11 or lower in the Sweet 16 for the first time. And we're going to go through these games real quickly. And I'm going to tell you why you need to root for each team. Oregon State versus Loyola, Chicago, Loyola, Illinois. Of course, Sister Jean would be the reason to root for the uh, Loyolians. She's the 101-year-old chaplain of the team. Mm -hmm. That might be a good reason. She's been the team chaplain since 94. Although Oregon State, the coach's name is Wayne Tinkle. So that would be the reason to root root for Oregon State. Well, I mean, uh, Sister Jean rose to prominence two years ago when they made a run. We, I think it's exciting that the, the tournament's doing what it's doing, and I'm not going to take full credit for this. My brother kind of pointed this out. He's like, is the selection committee just not doing a good job, or is the selection committee putting uh, Oral Roberts as a 15 seed when the maybe should be a 9? Like, good on Oral Roberts for winning these games, but, like, Maybe they're seeding the tournament. To, it feels like a 12 is upsetting a five every at least once every year. So, like, I don't know. I'm submitting to you. Is is it is it bad seeding or is it just, like, a miracle? Is Sister Jean touched from God? I would say you got to throw everything out in a pandemic year except for the Dodgers World Series Championship. Like, it's just kind of a wacky year, right? I mean, yeah, you don't have to throw out the Dodgers championship. You just have to give him an asterisk <laughs> because it's not a real championship. I mean, that's that was already decided. Listen, uh, you're from the great state of Texas. Why does nobody like Baylor? One of the what they're taking on Illinois. Why does nobody like Baylor? Well, 
I mean, probably the younger generation's probably more okay with it, but coming up for me, Baylor was always the the sad little brother that couldn't do anything right. Like it was, I think until the mid nineties, they weren't even allowed to have dances because of their Baptist roots, but it was always Texas, uh, A&M, OU, OU is somehow a part of Texas. And then Texas Tech was always pretty good at basketball, but Baylor wasn't ever good at anything. And then the past 10 years, they've become kind of a big deal in football and they're clearly the number one overall seed in this tournament so it's like you just always look at them as your little brother and they're not, they can't be doing anything so it's going to be a fluke kind of a big deal around here um let's get to your oral roberts they're taking on arkansas now here's the thing you know they're the underdog and it's fun to root for but like literally when i see oral roberts i can't help thinking back to the 80s and 87 oral roberts like the actual person who said if you don't send me eight million dollars i'm gonna die I just can't get past that when they when I see that. That's just that's it. I have a my friend's husband went to Oral Roberts and he graduated from there. And they have to you have to teach new they teach nutrition and they make <laughs> their students wear pedometers and you have to hit certain milestones. I feel like it's a little bit of fat shaming, but Oral Roberts <laughs> is is always in the top five of most conservative schools in the country. I did not know we were gonna get a fat shaming blast through yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I didn't go to Oral Roberts in college because I was pretty fat in college. <laughs> you know who did? Joel Osteen went to Oral Roberts. Okay. <laughs> Syracuse taking on Houston. This is my favorite statistic. Buddy Beheim. he's the, co- the son of the coach Jim Beheim. Mm-hmm. He was born when his dad was 55. Get him up for Jimmy. He still got – he had some action late. I, I didn't start thinking about this until late. That, that is nice, some late action. Maybe you'll have a fourth kid. <laughs> but uh, thinking about the tournament, we talked about this with the Super Bowl where tickets started at like $25,000. I have a friend who's a major Baylor fan, and he's planning on posting up in Indianapolis. Wow. And he's, He normally buys tickets through Baylor, but he didn't get them this time. So I'm curious what a ticket, because they're at 25% capacity, so supply and demand would indicate that it'll go up. Maybe we can get some insider information on how much tickets cost. Well, let's uh, keep in touch with your well-connected Baylor friend. Craig Gonzaga, Michigan, Florida State, UCLA, Alabama, and USC, Oregon is the complete eight games. Who's your bracket? Or even if you don't have a bracket, who do you think is going to win? Baylor? Man, I just, uh, I got a buddy at work who does a dumb luck pool. He like randomly picks people out. And I got Michigan. So I'm all in on Michigan. Okay. Well, that's, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of more action, the NHL is another sport that's exciting that you want to have a lot of stuff going on. I still have a bitter relationship with them because they they like to lock out and change networks. And I'm still angry that they they moved to versus. I didn't want to watch them. But this week, referee Tim Peel was uh, accidentally caught on a hot mic. (laughs) For the Nashville Predators, there was uh, he called a penalty. And right before they went to commercial, they picked up this audio from Tim. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early in the... So the the station dropped his audio off quickly, and they went back to that cut to commercial music. But basically, he was saying... I wanted to call a penalty them on, on them early. And the NHL released a statement saying that he is no longer going to work games. So, or now or in the future. And I think this is because he was caught saying it. It's not because of what he did, because I feel like this is common practice with, with referees. You know, I am in the radio biz and sometimes I'll mess up around a, a microphone. 
but I don't ever go assume that the microphone's turned off. I don't drop any F-bombs just because like, hey, maybe the, you know, some, the engineer left it up. Why in the world would he say this out loud? Of course he's thinking it, but why would he say it? Uh, he's just probably chatting with his buddy or it's like, hey, <clears throat> before they went out on the ice, they're like, hey, we need to set a precedent because I think that is some of what referees try to do. It's like, hey, they're calling a tight game. And so he, what he was doing was being like, this is not, we're going to be in control of the game not the players where he fell short was he decided to say it out loud and got caught on a hot mic. So he's going to have to reapply to the Ford dealership and see if he can work there because he will not be calling games for the NHL. If I was Tim Peel and I was a referee for a hockey game, I wouldn't say what he said at a hockey game. I wouldn't say that if I was having coffee with a friend at a coffee shop across the street for fear that someone would say it. Why would you ever just say that out of your mouth? I get why he's doing it. Why would he say it? Well, he was trying to be cool. He wanted to impress his line. Cool. <laughs> I mean, the only 80% of what I say is so people will think I'm cool. It's not because I mean it. <laughs> Guess what? We have baseball coming up next week. And in four months, just four sweet months, Andrew. We got the Summer Olympics in Japan. The torch relay starting this week. Here's where it started. Fukushima, Japan. Now, I don't understand. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Why would they start like this great celebration of the world coming together for Olympics in Fukushima where they had the big uh, massive earthquake and tsunami? It's it's all signs to regrowth. Last year was supposed to be the 10-year anniversary of that big earthquake, and it was a a sign of prosperity and that they're back on track. I, I do want to point out that it does start in Athens every year and it takes forever to get to whatever country it's in. So it didn't start. It's starting its Japanese tour, which is like, I can't remember we 20 stops or something like that. 121 days. It starts like this week in Fukushima, 121 days and then arrives in Tokyo on July 9th. Yeah. Do you ever, I- do you jog? If you were given the opportunity to run a leg of the torch, how well would you do? Would you be running like an eight-minute split, 10-minute split? You know, I feel you like is it there's to, to, to do it in America, don't you have to like, you have to donate or something? There's there's some kick. It's not like it's a uh, very altruistic. They let anybody do it. My roommate in college, his mom r- ran a leg through Moab, Utah. She's from Moab, and I don't think they come from money. I, I think <laughs> it was more of a nomination. Really? So, yeah. Look at you. You got a pure heart. Our well, I friend, guess we got the Los Angeles one coming up. Maybe you could be like, hey, I'm a Dodgers fan. Maybe they'll let you. <laughs> we actually have a friend, Bob Paskins, Bullet. He ran it once. And I like all the guys, all his friends that somehow went and saw him run the torch. I don't know how he got in there. Yeah. Well, are you excited about the Olympics? I, I think uh, there's mixed feelings out there on whether it should happen or not. Listen, I'm, as you know, for team content. There's going to be a worldwide sporting event going on. Makes our show better. I vote Olympics. Yeah, I think it's great too. I think people are, are I think people just like writing the dissent, saying yeah. that they shouldn't have it. But pandemic. One of the things I thought was interesting, I was as researching the story, is the Olympic Committee is specifically trying to get away from, I forget the term they use, it's like a white knight or something. Basically, being like the the best example was the the Beijing Olympics. They get that bird nest. They spent. million building and then they don't really use it anymore. So the Olympic committee is like, we don't want you to promise that you're going to build something that won't be used anymore. That's all wasteful. And as it turns out, this Tokyo Olympics are going to be the most expensive ever because they postponed it a year and they have to do all these uh, protocols. So 
I don't know what's going to happen. I'm excited for the Olympics. I'm excited for the Olympic trials, testing everything, see see if people stayed in shape over the past year. Yeah, they like you, yeah, I like the idea you get your peak performance, you're getting ready for it, and they're like, oh, hold on, peak performance for another year. When we were talking last year about how swimmers were setting up, yeah. like they were just swimming in their pool, they, they had the Ponds. resistance machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, swimming in a pond. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. Well, I think the Olympics is the epitome of watching highlights and not watching the whole game. But a survey of 500 U.S. fans watching sports came up with most fans between the ages of 18 and 34 prefer to watch highlights rather than the full game. Most specifically with Major League Baseball, 58% of fans in that age bracket would prefer to watch the highlights of the game rather than the full game. And I guess pro sports are trying to decide what to do with that. I, uh, I mean, I, it doesn't seem like a stretch to think that younger people don't want to sit for three and a half hours to watch a game. And I think it's mainly because of commercials. This is an interesting uh, statistic. If you asked me, would I prefer to watch highlights of a game or the game? I would, of course, say the game. I want to watch the whole game. However, I got two jobs, three kids, a wife up my butt. I can't spend three hours watching a game. So I would rather watch a game, but I'll take the highlights. I can't believe people would say, all things being equal, I'd rather just see the highlights and not the game. Yeah, I think people are answering this in a all not an all things are equal sort of way. I think people between the ages of 18 and 34 have more of a gray area with work-life balance. So it's like if a work email comes in at 8 p.m., I'm going to deal with it versus people 50 plus are like, I go to work from nine to five, I clock out and I'm not going to check my phone again. So the younger people are going to watch highlights more. Your kids aren't 18 yet, but do you think they would prefer to watch a full game or you think they would be like, hey, show me what happened so I can get back to uh, Fortnite? Well, that's the one question I have for you is that do you think this is that millennial don't have an attention span, only want to see things in small bites? Or is it, I mean, what is this? I think it's, I think it's some of that, but I think it's also if you ask these people, would you rather see highlights of the World Series or would you rather watch all of Game 7? There's, yeah. I think it's understanding the context of what you're watching. Like, I would probably – I mean, Major League Baseball is a long season and I, there's so many games. Like, I don't think I want to watch the Texas Rangers play every single game. But if they're in the playoffs, I'm going to watch first pitch to the last out, and I think it's going to matter more. And – I said survey of 500 people to further prove the point that this isn't a very comprehensive study and it's pretty anecdotal. I think, I think old men are writing this saying these young kids need to pay attention more. But I, I do. I think it's right though. I know it's only five, but I do think young people would rather see highlights than the actual game. You know what I would rather do? Hang out with my boy. Well, in fear of doing back-to-back drops, we're going to see Jerry Jones <laughs> offering $20 million to build a new museum. How about them yeah! So I think most people of the 500 fans surveyed, they most would have guessed that there is a national medal of honor museum but there's not there's being one built in arlington texas right now and jerry jones has committed 20 million dollars bringing the total funding of the museum up to 70 million dollars 
as it's nearing the completion of its design phase. As someone that used to work in construction, $70 million is not very much money to build a new building. So good on Jerry Jones for writing off $20 million. This is super cool because if you ever, I mean, not, not a lot of people do this, but if you follow people that have won the Medal of Honor, it's they're mm -hmm. sometimes a really inspiring story. So this seems like a great idea. Although I only saw the headline and Jerry Jones gives a lot of money to a museum. I was like, I bet Jerry Jones has not even been in a museum. That was my like first thought. Well, his stadium is a museum. It's well, like a, okay. they have a pretty big. <laughs> that, that, like it is. They like have like some crazy art in there. So, also, it wasn't his idea. It's his daughter or granddaughter. She's in charge of marketing. She got the call from the mayor of Arlington, and they committed. I'm 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 dumping on Jerry Jones for donating money, but I have donated zero dollars to this, so I think it's cool. Uh, I go to Texas often, so whenever it's complete, I'll go check it out. I think it's a cool thing, but uh, I guess good on Jerry Jones for bringing more attention to the Medal of Honor. Okay, if complete the sentence. Twenty million to Jerry Jones is like what to me? That's like a hundred bucks, thousand. It's like you letting me have a bite of your hamburger. <laughs> it's not even monetary to him. Okay, uh, I will let you have a bite of my hamburger any day. He is Andrew Hurricane Keller. I'm Larry Zazarak Olson. Thanks for listening. See you next week on the Sports Fest.